All right, sports fans, we have some talk about the first round of the NFL draft. We have some... We have replaced garbage time with NHL playoff time and some big stories shaping up in the Major League Baseball season so far. I'm Hooli. I'm the Joe. I'm Mary Beth Smith, and that was a pun on rookie Trevor Story's name that I'm sure has already been done. <laughs> oh, I thought the big was referring to uh, Pablo's cheeseburger-filled gut. <laughs> There's a lot of big things going on in the MLB <laughs> season so far. Uh, not to mention Bryce Harper's big honking ego. 100% emoji on the bottom of the bat. That is 100% douchebaggery, if you ask me. MB spitting fire emoji. <laughs> oh my god, the microphone! <laughs> All right, boys, let's tee it up for some Masters talk. Jordan Spieth lost the Masters when he fell apart on the 12th hole and really dropped his league, and I feel his pain on that one, Jordan. You've, Hooli, have you played at the Masters? No, no, I don't golf, but uh, one time I was at this orgy and my game slipped on the 12th hole and they never let me back. Did not get the green condom. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh, they fit you for that and everything. They did. They did. Uh. You had to go home in green jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, baby. That's a hole in one. <sighs> Some news from Bengals head coach Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis has signed an extension to remain head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals through 2017. Players are glad to keep him on staff, citing continuity and the fact that it's nice to know you'll always be home by the second week in January, which is right after the first round of the playoffs. I, I pretty, I got it. Cool. He's 0-5 there. Yeah, and Andy Dalton. Yeah, primetime, baby. Not so much. Oh, you mean the Seamus of Cincinnati? <laughs> yes, I the do. The shame of Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, in the world of the NFL, Big Ben, maybe not so big anymore. Steelers QB Ben Roethlisberger says he is down 15 pounds on a, quote, high cardio workout plan. Uh, rumor has it that he's hoping to check into OTAs at a svelte 345. <laughs> Maybe he can give some tips to his buddy, Pablo Sandoval. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he can, MB. What's up with that? Uh, he had his – Pablo Sandoval had his first start of 2016 this week, uh, four games into the season, five games into the season, as he is no longer a starter. He had a throwing error on a routine grounder and went 0 for 4 at the plate with three strikeouts against veteran knuckleballer R.A. Dickey. But at his last at-bat of the game, as one can see in a widely passed-around vine, his belt just let go. He had to <laughs> take it off and finish the at-bat without it. 
causing middle school bullies all over the nation to revise their joke to, Yo mama's so fat, her belt size is Sandoval. <laughs> I think he should just take a cue from his belt and give up. <laughs> I, I, I had literally that thought when I saw the vine. I was just like, oh boy. <laughs> Woof. I thought he should get Jimbo's belt from The Simpsons. But what his was, was that a cord? Yeah, it was just a cord. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't rip a cord apart. There were some people who were trying to defend him, who were saying like, "No, it looks like he just didn't fasten his belt correctly," and I was like, "No, that's just what happens when your belt can't hold in your weight anymore. Like the the part that goes over the metal slides behind it. You know, it can only do so much." Yeah, it was all time and pressure. No, if that belt was coal, it would have been a diamond by the end of that at bat. <laughs> uh, well, maybe on the other side of that spectrum, doing a little better at the very beginning of his career, Trevor Story. Is having an amazing start to his season. In fact, uh, he hit seven home runs through the first six games of the of the season this of year of his career of this career yeah it's an MLB record which is amazing but to me the more amazing thing is that it has people watching Rockies baseball something that hasn't been accomplished since a young Andres Galarraga <laughs> gotta love the big cat oh, get a big cat he so not only did he break the record of uh, the first six game record he he broke the record of scoring the most home runs of any. Uh, rookie over any span of that many games. Oh. So, like, he has, in his first six game games as a major league hitter, broken a rookie record of the most home runs in that span of time. And he could just keep going. We don't know yet. They didn't play today. What's he on pace for? Oh, 187. <laughs> home runs he's murdering it kids <laughs> he is murdering the ball another guy breaking records chef harden yeah congratulations to houston rockets guard james harden who has set a record for baking the most turnovers for his team in one season breaking the mark previously set by artist gilmore no word on if the turnovers were apple or cherry but no doubt chef harden made them delicious and obviously plentiful <laughs> that's great it's just a good thing that defense isn't a flavor <laughs> <laughs> that, that's always he would he wouldn't make those no that's always left a poor taste in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> tastes like bricks <laughs> <laughs> well after last week's announcement of will smith taking over as majority owner of the 76ers it looks like their gm hinky's fate was in the balance yeah, Sam Hinkie, step down, let go. The man who single-handedly tanked worse than the German Panzer division in 45 is no longer the GM of the 76ers, but it wasn't because of his losing. Apparently, his Thetan levels were very low, and Will is not having that. You got to pass those tests to stay around. <sighs> Come on, man. Get clear. So, Hinkie stepped down as GM, but what does... Uh Super Bowl MVP Von Miller have to say about being a GM? Well, in an interview with a radio station in College Station, uh, the former Texas A&M star and current Denver Bronco Von Miller said if it were up to him, the Broncos would have already signed 
fellow former Aggie quarterback Johnny Manziel. Uh, immediately, every fan in Kansas City, San Diego, and Oakland started a petition to make Miller GM of the Broncos for just one day. <laughs> Would make all of their wishes come true. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of like make-a-wish thing where that's concerned. I yeah. think so. Um. And in news from 2014, 2015, and now 2016... Josh Gordon likes weed. The, I'll put this in air quotes, superstar failed another drug test, making it a little bit harder for him to join the NFL again. And in a related note, did you guys know that Cool Ranch Doritos are delicious? And you got to see Deadpool because that movie is funny as fuck. Pray for the Browns. You guys are in a lot of trouble now. Yeah. I mean, not now, but, like... You, the trouble continues. Yeah, like, you thought you were going to get, like, a all-pro receiver back, and, like, yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, right now, our best receiver is a former quarterback, um, and our best quarterback is an old man. Well, oh. there's hope. Well, There was a fan in uh, in Detroit who recently caught five foul balls in one game. And I heard that the uh, Browns GM reached out to him and said, would you mind living in Cleveland, and can you pass a drug test? You said the fan was in Detroit? Yes. Well, we'll see. <laughs> oh, you guys I can't. Could, you guys could be all right. You're, you're, did you get RG3 officially? Well, officially, yes. RG3 is ours. Uh, no word yet if his tendons made the move from D.C. to Cleveland. I would hope not. They've been holding him back since his sophomore <laughs> year. <laughs> yeah, I, I can only hope that uh, with the second pick in the draft, we'll um, be able to infuse some talent into this team. I mean, it would be hard not to. It'd be hard to not make us better. But you know what? We'll, we could do it. We'll, we'll we'll save that. We'll save that for the uh, second part of the show and the walk-ons. We'll get yes. into some NFL stuff. Sounds like as good a time as any to take that break and get into it. The moment we've all been waiting for, the starting lineup. All right, for the first part of our walk-ons this week, we're going to spend some time previewing the NFL draft. Uh, so each week leading up to the draft itself, the boys and I peripherally will go through each team uh, in the draft order, talk about their needs, what the draft looks like for them, who might be some good fits, other uh, hot, fresh draft takes mm. for this NFL draft. Mm. Delicious. So, slanging first up, the Tennessee Titans of Tennessee. Once again, I have to set the record straight for you breathers. The Los Angeles Rams and the Titans have traded picks. The Titans will no longer have the first pick. That belongs to the Rams. But please, continue to spout off at the mouth like a couple of dirtbags. Woof. <laughs> um, yeah, who, not who finished 2015, 3, and 13. Yep. 
they were one of uh, two teams that finished three and 13. The other one is picking second. <laughs> the Cleveland football Browns. We'll get to the Browns in a moment, the Joe. Let's focus on Tennessee. Fine. I just see everything in, in the NFL through the filter of how does this affect the Browns? It doesn't matter because you're going to pick different players. Uh, they have their quarterback. You have a slew of people who have held a football before. Well, most of them can recognize a football. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the Tennessee uh, Josh Gordon cannot. He keeps thinking it's a weirdly shaped blunt. <laughs> <laughs> this baby is fat. You burnt. <laughs> blunt. He's like, <laughs> I was going to say, you burnt and smoked. Yeah, his career is going up in smoke. So the Tennessee Titans are picking first overall. I think that there's a pretty obvious need, talent, fit here. Yes. Um, I mean, you're right. They they do have their franchise quarterback, Marcus Mariota, whom they picked second overall last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got him set. The problem is they need to keep him upright. Yeah. Um, He's not a porn star. He does not do his best work on his back. <laughs> uh, no, they want to keep him on his feet, and he, chances are he's going to have a really uh, successful, really long career. So uh, they're – instead of employing five turnstiles on the offensive line, uh, you know, looking at maybe trying to draft a, a left tackle is probably where it makes sense from an outsider for them to go. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Protect his blind side, at least shore up one position on that line. Totally. Cause they, they um, recently drafted a tackle uh, Taylor Lewin, um, who I think they had starting at left tackle last year, but he seemed really overmatched. So if you draft a really strong left tackle, s- move Lewin over to right tackle, you've just shored up two spots on the offensive line yeah, yeah. With, one drafts, with one draft pick. And it's looking – I mean, Tunsil is the best tackle in the draft yeah, out of Old Miss. Laramie Tunsil definitely looks great. I know Ronnie Staley from Notre Dame is also kind of considered a high pick, but yeah. pretty pretty conclusively yes. uh, Laramie, Tuns- Laramie Tunsil has been seen as like the um, the fit for yeah. the Titans at one. Um, but they have so many needs at one, and they've apparently gotten some offers for one, probably from teams who want something. And they have not only, I mean, the need for the tackle, but their defense needs help, like – all the DBs could use some help. They yeah. could use some help pass rushing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, I, d- I don't know if there's any solid spot there that they're, like, locked in with um, that they're fine. Maybe maybe some of their linebacker spots. I, I, I don't know, but... Uh, left out. Their left out is set. What? Left out. Like, you ain't playing. You oh. left out. <laughs> Get it? Uh, well, Joe was left out of that joke. <laughs> Joe's been uh, handling Josh Gordon's football a little too long. It seems like <laughs> it smells funny, Mister hey, Gordon. Man, you gotta pass that. You gotta <laughs> pass that skin. Speaking of passing that skin, let's tackle your boys, Joe. Number two, Cleveland Browns. Woo. Looks like Tunsil is off the board at this point, but uh, which is fine because the only truly talented player that we didn't get rid of this offseason is our left tackle Joe Thomas uh, who has never missed an offensive snap in his entire uh, career which is amazing you better wow. knock on wood um, my thought was actually for you guys like I mean why not I mean if there's not a quarterback that you love 
do you take, I mean, a guy who seemingly has all the skills and Jared Goff? Do you take a guy who maybe has all the skills but played against some subpar talent in Carson Wentz? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great question. I personally, I'm a golf guy. I think he has the proven track record and he's been part of a rebuild. Uh, his Cal team went one and 11 his freshman year. Mm-hmm. First freshman to ever start for Cal broke all of Aaron Rodgers' career records by the time he was done there. Wow. Uh, um, yeah. dude, dude is a technician. Um, not the biggest, not the strongest, not the fastest, the biggest and strongest is Carson Wentz, and that's what I think a lot of teams are attracted to is his size, his stature, the stuff that you can't teach. He looks like Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, but, like, fit Ben Roethlisberger. Like, yeah, but, like, like medium Roethlisberger. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> medium Ben. Medium I was going to say average Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Personally, I, I like golf. Like I said, I like his track record quarterback is obviously the number one need for this team. It's for any team who doesn't have a quarterback quarterback is probably your number one need. Even if you maybe have a quarterback. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Tannehill. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean, Cowboys for sure though. uh, Browns also need a wide receiver. Uh, Our, we have a Brian Hartline and Terrell Pryor. Um, We need, uh, we lost our starting center. We lost our starting right tackle. Um, our defensive line, our ends aren't really that strong. We have Danny Shelton in the middle last year's first-round pick. He might be good. We've cut ways with Carlos Dansby um, in the is the inside linebacker spot. The yeah. outside linebacker spot has always had uh, just underachievers in uh, Barkevius Mingo. Uh, Nate Orchard was a second-round pick last year. Uh, Paul Kruger is pretty good, but he's like the only guy who can generate sacks. We've lost um, some of our defensive backs. We, uh, Tashawn Gibson signed away in the offseason. We cut okay. Dante Whitner. Let Dante Hitner. Yeah. Let me. Uh, someone offers you something. Hmm. Uh, you can slide back to the I don't know the seven or eight spot. Probably not eight because they traded into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you slide back. Let's say to the nine spot. Let's say that. Let's say Tampa Bay offers you something ridiculous because they want eh, – maybe they don't want a quarterback. But someone offers you a spot to move back, and you know you're going to me- miss out on golf. Yeah. But you can still pick up a quality second-rounder from them and whatever their 10 spot is or 11 in the draft. Is that something that you have to look at because you have so many needs? Yeah. Or do you love either of the quarter – or do you love your boy – Enough to stay in at that two spot. I mean, you have to look at everything, especially when you're a team with this many needs. Loading up on on draft assets is nothing to bat an eye at. Um, I I am not a professional scout. (laughs) Obviously, I'm not uh, employed by any NFL team or scouting service. I think Goff is the real deal. I think he is a legit franchise quarterback. The Cleveland Browns, despite all of the quarterbacks we have picked over the past 16 years, only once have we picked the first quarterback in the draft, and that was Tim Couch in 1999. Arguably, arguably, and not a joke, 
the most talented quarterback that we have had in yeah. our reincarnation. Um, he was I with don't us. think it's arguable. I think it's fact. I think so, too. He was with us through, uh, I think, 2003. He's the only one who's taken us to the playoffs. Uh, we have not gone. We've gone to the playoffs once in the past 16 years. It was with Tim Couch as our quarterback. Um, we drafted Brady Quinn, but that was after a couple guys. That was after uh, Jamarcus Russell, at least. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Maybe Matt Leinart was that year, too. I don't remember. Um, we drafted Charlie Fry in the third round, Colt McCoy in the third round. We got Brandon Whedon after Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin, Ryan Tannehill. Um, oh, we wow. got we got John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got Johnny Manziel after Blake Bortles and immediately before uh, T- Teddy Bridgewater and Derek Carr, both of whom. Oh, man. Right, right. <laughs> uh, the Cleveland Browns did uh, contract like a $150,000 survey that year to determine which quarterback to get. Re- reports are that the survey said Teddy Bridgewater is the best quarterback in this draft, and they went, Johnny Manziel. And two years I, later, he's gone. There are some other. Uh, there's actually some comparisons of uh, Carson Wentz to Blake Bortles uh, as well. Um, the, the the funny thing about all this for me is like, it's just such, it seems like not to shit on these guys or your opinion on Goff, but this is such a thin year for QBs. Yes. Like that yes. that is it like is it worth it to go whole hog on someone who's like the best of a thin year i don't know but you seem like you you have some pretty strong opinions about uh jared goff who this uh espn draft or this nfl draft page compares him to matt ryan which i think is like based on what you're saying an apt comparison and not a bad fit for the that browns team i think so i think that's a great comparison like i said he's he's a technician He's the guy that's going to pick a defense apart. He's not the guy necessarily who's going to be bombing passes, you know, uh, left and right downfield, but he can make all the throws. I agree that it's a thin year, and at first when we, when we the collective NFL community, began the, the offseason and draft process, I wasn't excited for them. But the more that I read about golf, the more that I look at his tape and everything, I think he's for real, and I get that, like – he's not being sold as an Andrew Luck. He's not being sold as a Robert Griffin. That was, I mean, that was a hell of a year with Russell Wilson in the third. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think, I don't know when we'll see a year like that again. The only one that may, it reminds me of, I think was uh, 2004, which was Eli Manning, Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger all in the yeah. first round. That yeah. was a hell of a, which trip. a lot of people consider like the last great class, you know, uh, especially yeah. with a lot of those other guys kind of not shaping up to be what that year got hyped to be. For sure. Cause I mean, even if, uh, Robert Griffin, the third is obviously had a tumultuous career, a uh, great rookie season kind of fell off after that. Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson, while both great quarterbacks, I don't think either of them are necessarily like top tier guys yet, or and who knows if they ever will be. Sure. Um, they're probably top, 10 um, yeah but but i still i would say all three quarterbacks from the 2004 draft are s- above andrew luck right now if i had to rank if i had to if i had to pick a quarterback to win a win a season for me to go all season not like build a, a team around i think i would go maybe eli definitely ben definitely philip rivers over andrew luck the only one that insults me is the eli like ugh. Yeah, it's definitely the most hesitation. Dude's like a three. walking good luck charm. Like, he, yeah, I mean, he's done it. So, like, he's undeniable. Uh, like, he's done it. He did it. Yeah, and twice. 
<laughs> yeah. <he's> yeah, twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. Nobody can know what these quarterbacks are going to be, and I think that's probably one of the hardest part for NFL scouting yeah. departments, yeah. specifically quarterbacks, figuring out how they translate and what their yeah. career is going to be. I'm sold on golf. I You're a golf guy. I'm a golf guy. I would stick it to and take them. Um, but as I would, I would listen to any, any have to listen to any. You offers. have to, yeah. In a team that's set in their quarterbacks, then the team picking next is the San Diego Chargers. San Diego, <laughs> I believe it means a whale's, whale's vagina. vagina. Yeah, looks like their big needs are defensive line um, and probably safety. They lost Eric Weddle this year. Yep. Uh, yeah, lots of de- lots of pass rusher help at the top of this. Uh, draft. That's something that's. If we're thin on quarterbacks, we're th- we're thick with pass rushers. We're lousy on pass rushers. Uh, lousy with pass rushers. Yeah. Um, but there's. I mean, there's some great ones out there. Buckner, Bosa, a Sean Robinson mm-hmm. from Bama. Uh, Andrew Billings from Baylor. I like. I hate to say it. I like Bosa a lot. That dude can straight up ball. Uh, he's the guy that I wanted the Browns to take at the start of the offseason. Yeah, I sure. I mean, I'm not even an OSU guy. I I do get tickled when professional teams draft kids from nearby schools. I think there's just like some something poetic about that. I don't give a shit about OSU, but Post is a machine. He's yeah. He reminds me of JJ Watt. Probably not as strong. Probably not as elite, but just like high motor, just does <sighs> not quit. High motor, super agile, but like. He doesn't have the size that J.J. Watt does, but God dang, can he hit. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think Bosa's a done deal to the Chargers there. So he, uh, he put his time in in Columbus, and now he gets to live it up in Southern California. I think you're probably right. Um, only curveball I could see is uh, Jalen Ramsey from Florida State is seen by yes. a lot as potentially the greatest talent in this draft. Yes. Um, and they like, need they need uh they need the help there. Yeah, yeah. He can he's a, he can swing between cornerback and safety. Yeah. And uh, uh, uh there's been some reports that teams have him as the top rated in both positions. There's some teams that are like, "Oh, if we need a quarterback, uh, if we need a cornerback, we get Jalen Ramsey. If we need a safety, we get Jalen Ramsey." Yeah. Here's some uh, fun fact about uh, Joey Bosa is that both his father and his uncle were also drafted as NFL first-round picks, Hmm. both to the Dolphins. I actually think Joey Bosa looks more like one of the sharks from Finding Nemo. (laughs) Dude's got a broad face. <laughs> Linebackers are friends, not food. <laughs> <laughs> that's just pretty cool to have that many. I mean, I know that's not super yeah. uncommon, but for all of them to be first round picks, or Bosa's yeah. projected to be a first round pick. He'll, I, he'll be a first round absolutely. pick. Absolutely. He should be top 10. Um, his younger brother just came to OSU, too, and is apparently tearing up the scene there. Jesus, wow. man. Yeah. Genetics, huh? Yeah. Yeah, right. Hey, talk to the Matthews. Yeah. Thanks, Mendel. Oh, I, I, I was going to say talk to the Gronkowskis. Also, yeah. Also, <laughs> because yes. what cess, I mean, gene pool, did they come out of? <laughs> it really uh, I, is so close to being frozen DNA 
AKA Encino Man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like Gronkowski 2, Secret of the Ooze. Like, what are they, <laughs> where are they building these guys? Where are they Frankensteining these guys together? Yeah, they have one of those, uh, this is like a little deep, but inside out in her brain, she has a thing that invents um, fake boyfriends. And at some point, it just keeps flopping out fake boyfriends. <laughs> I would die for like I that. Would is, I would die. I would die. I would die. That that is Gronkowski. <laughs> there yeah. is a machine somewhere making idiotic Gronkowskis. <laughs> party boys, just a couple of party boys. <laughs> Speaking of party boys, Dallas is up next with the number four pick in the draft. How about them Cowboys? Woo! So I mean, they need some things. They're thin at running back. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback is still made of glass wishes and no <laughs> playoff wins. Or he's got one, right? Um, I think. It doesn't matter. Whatever. He's a choker. Yeah. He's a gasper. Tony Womo. Uh, but they need a quarterback. And uh, they do need a quarterback. No Romo. Cor- um, uh, they need a <laughs> cornerback, is what I meant to say. But yes, they need that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> I'm glad you like that. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, is this the year where you get the heir apparent to Tony Romo? Because uh, if you're Jerry Jones, you're thinking, I don't want to pick it four every year. I, we're not going to pick here next year. Also, just having uh, <laughs> having a backup quarterback might be worth the fourth overall pick to them. With the fact, who do they cycle through after Romo went down? Matt Castle, Brandon Whedon, um, you know, just like anybody, like dudes from the parking lot of Home Depot. <laughs> they were picking up anybody they could to try to uh, uh, get behind center. Yeah, speaking of heir apparent, they're throwing the jester in there. <laughs> 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 they, yeah, that's a really salient point, though, that like, for a team that was hurting that much, it may not be a replacement for Romo, but Jesus, somebody to to hold things down. At least, like, it'd be a hybrid of, like, well, we know he's going to get hurt and take the uh, Aaron Rodgers approach of sit on a bench and learn from a guy for a while. Yeah. yeah. And, like, okay, cool, he's hurt because he inevitably will get hurt. Step in for a game or two. You did some good things. You did some bad things. Now sit back down and watch what he d- – oh, he got hurt again. Go ahead and get yeah. in there. Totally. And But they – I think it probably depends on how healthy they expect Romo to be. Oh, 100%. They, He's healthy. He will not get hurt ever again. He's had every surgery oh, he needs. Yeah. They he, they covered his bones in adamantium. <laughs> um, you know, they got him out there fighting Chortazord every week. <laughs> um, like, Chortazord's tough, though, man. <laughs> uh, uh. If Chortazord had viral plume helping him out <laughs> – they could really do some damage. Uh, yeah, that fire, that fire grass combo is always killer. Um, but they they might expect to just get the backup quarterback, the one who's going to be training for a little bit in a later round. I mean, they they could go defensive line. They can go Jalen Ramsey here. Um, yes, that's uh, here's the thing. Drafting a quarterback there makes sense, so they are going to take uh, Jalen Ramsey, <laughs> <laughs> who's yeah, not burn. who's not he's not a bad move. I don't think no. that's necessarily a burn, but 
I mean, it's probably their most glaring need. But also, like, it is a thin quarterback draft. Yes. Do you want to waste the number four pick, assuming that your boy Goff is gone, on Paxton Lynch or Carson Wentz? Like Maybe. Or maybe you see if Lynch can fall to the top of the second round, or maybe you look at Christian Hack- Hackenberg or Connor Cook at the top of the second round. Connor Cook's not a bad. Uh, I mean, you can move. You're Dallas. You're always wheeling and dealing. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars sitting at number five with a pristine five and 11 record from last year. Looking, uh, looking a little better. Uh, I mean, it looks like, uh, Bortles knows what he's doing. Uh, hopefully they will have back, uh, oh, their first round pick from last year from Clemson. I think, um, Dante Fowler. Yes. Yes. Dante Fowler. Thank you. Um, uh, I mean, they apparently have their tight end, you know, locked up a little bit. Like, they got uh Who do they got a tight end? They got some pieces. Uh, last year, they got uh, Thomas from... Uh, oh, Julius Thomas. You're absolutely right. From Denver. From Denver, yeah. Um, they got the two Allens at wide receiver, Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns. Yep. Yeah, they, they're they at least a fun team. They're, they're starting yeah. to pick up. They got Malik Jackson coming in. So, like, the defense, or at least the front part, is looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe help for, I mean, a guard or a tackle for a young quarterback always helps. Yeah. But it looks like corner is still their top need. Yeah, that's um, – so, I mean, let's say Jalen Ramsey's off the board at this point. Yeah, he gone. Um, uh, Vernon Hargreaves from Florida, uh, Mackenzie Alexander from Clemson uh, might be in the running here. Um yeah, I'm not really but sure you, who to peg. I to. was going to say, do you like either of those guys enough? Uh, I mean, you can still go. I mean, if you don't want to go there, if you're not necessarily sold on Ramsey, or not necessarily sold on Hargraves, excuse me, um, maybe you go Miles Jack at UCLA, who is just a freak athlete. Yes, uh, Miles Jack is gonna be really interesting because he yeah he had a knee injury um his senior year so like the it appears that he might be 100 percent right now it'll it'll be close probably to like uh the draft and the, and the beginning of the season but i think he's kind of a wild card um this yeah this might be a team that that I mean, they're they're kind of getting an extra first round pick this year with Dante Fowler returning. Yes. Maybe they take a little bit of a risk and knowing that a guy might not be a hundred percent ready at the beginning of a season to uh, to just add some more talent. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I say go for it. I mean, of the two, I thought I, th- I thought I remembered McKenzie Alexander playing pretty well for Clemson. Yeah. Uh. So that's what I'm going to say. You just took McKenzie Alexander, Jaguars. Congrats. Yay. Former teammate of Dante Fowler. That also can't hurt. I was thinking that too. That ducks fly together. Are tigers travel in packs? Tigers of a stripe. Fight the white. <laughs> Uh, if you'd like to support this mock draft, please tweet hashtag fight the wife. Fight the wife. <laughs> also, if you're a person who believes that once you're done pooping, you're all done, hashtag fight, fight the, the wife. wife. Fight the wife. <laughs> it's like a marker down there. 
Oh, Jesus. Speaking of horrible stains on things, the Ravens pick six. <laughs> oh, God. They could probably look for some O-line help. Uh, I know they, they recently lost Michael Orr. Yeah, that hurts. Um, oh, well. Joe Flacco is the highest paid, most barely serviceable quarterback God. in the NFL. He is elite. so <laughs> bad. Elite. It so is elite. insane <laughs> to watch their games and wonder how they were ever ever successful with that guy. Like Joe Cool, baby. Yeah, he only won a Super Bowl with them. It which makes is no bonkers. sense. <sighs> it really frosts my donkers. <laughs> because like because it's the Ravens. Yes. And because I don't think Joe Flacco is as good as really? he is. And because Joe Flacco is as good as any Browns quarterback. He's a little bit better than most of them. He's on par with Tim Couch. I won't disagree with you. <laughs> He's bad. Uh, so yeah, let's let's say that we're gonna protect him because he probably needs help, right? Probably. Um, offensive line, I think, is a good idea. I think getting him some help at wide receiver is not a terrible idea either. I mean, they're they've lost Torrey Smith, they've lost Anquan Bolden over recent years. They Steve they picked, Smith is nine hundred at this point. I th I think he said he's gonna come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Originally, he said he was going to retire at the end of last year, but yeah. was injured halfway through, having a phenomenal season. He really was. He um, really so was. I, I just think, uh, as a guy who, by all accounts, is is a hell of a competitor, yeah. didn't want to leave on that note. No. Um, so they've got Steve Smith, but probably one more year. Um, they picked uh, Brashad Perriman out of um, University of Central Florida, I think, last year, but he has shown nothing so far. Yeah. Um, they just lost a tight end to retirement, a young guy who's been getting injured. Um, so they, I, I always mix up Dennis Pitta and Ed Dixon. So they have one of them. The other one retired. They I, have Pitta. So Dixon retired. Yeah. Fair I enough. I think that's right too. So yeah, I think either offensive line, wide receiver, uh, Ozzie Newsom loves picking defensive guys. They're, he does. Ozzie Newsom is great at picking the guy that everyone is surprised that he fell. So I think that sure. there's probably one player that we've talked about for a top five team that doesn't get snapped up, and Ozzie Newsom goes, uh, yes, please. Um, or he trades back and gets a great deal. He just is so good. Uh, that's right. That's Browns Hall of Fame tight end Ozzie Newsom, Baltimore Ravens GM. <laughs> Yikes. That only hurts every single time I think about it. I mean, like, it, uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a dart in the wind and say miles Jack ends up here. You think he ends up here? I do. I think that that's the type of, that's just the type of pick that the Ravens usually get. Yeah, that's, that's true. I, I still think they go a line. I think, uh, Ronnie Stanley from Notre Dame gets snatched up a little early. Yeah. But, hey, some people pick for the best player, and some people are like, we need that. And you have Joe Flacco, so you need that. <laughs> Speaking of a team that might like to have Joe Flacco. 
Oh boy. Chip Kelly and the 49ers are going to look to retool everything, just like it worked in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> you just kind of trailed off there at the end. Yeah, it fell apart. <laughs> um, yeah, 49ers, I mean. So this Kaepernick deal is done, right? They, they basically figured out that they are going to send him to Denver. They haven't quite hammered out everything, but like. Crusts, no crusts. Crusts, no crusts. Stone mustard, no stone mustard. In my book, it ain't done until it's done. I mean, we'll see if it happens, but I think, I mean, they they have three weeks until the draft or so. There's a chance it could happen at any point, but I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the NFL how it is and asking why. You're looking at the NFL how it isn't and you're asking why not? Yeah, um, which might which might help uh, civically. Um, yeah, quarter. I mean, quarterback. Either either way, whether they get rid of Kaepernick or keep him on the staff, they are probably looking at a new quarterback. Uh, Chip sure. probably wants his own guy in. But I don't understand why Chip wouldn't want Colin Kaepernick. He's a mobile quarterback who's been to a Super Bowl and seemingly can't play football. That seems like it's right up the Chip Kelly alley of quarterbacks. Yeah, I (laughs) – you're absolutely right. I mean, it's – for a a, a guy who, by most accounts, sees himself as the smartest guy in the room, you'd have to think that he must be kind of salivating and trying to crack this puzzle box of like, oh, yeah, I I could probably coax a good season out of him. I mean, he thought he could do that with Mark Sanchez and Sam Bradford. I thought he could do it with Sam Bradford. I got him in a couple of fantasy drafts, and it mm. did not pan out well. Mm. But, like, Kaepernick, uh, he played in that pistol offense uh, in college, which is like that weird shotgun hybrid, but, like, same thing, like a lot of quarterback options, a lot of, like, the onus is on him to pick what play is going to be best coming into it, like a lot of read options and things like that. Like, it seems like, yes, like the kid's fit, he's young, he can run that quick-tempo offense, and like, but they're looking at quarterback. But, like, do the quarterbacks fit? Like, does Carson Wentz fit what what he's going to want to do? Is Paxton Lynch mobile enough? Paxton Lynch is probably the most mobile of the top three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, he also doesn't necessarily fit the Chip Kelly ideal. No, I, I mean, other than I mean, that, there may be Michael look- Vick circa 2006 on Madden is not <laughs> available. <laughs> yeah, uh, and unfortunately, create a character is also not an option. <laughs> um, I mean, it'll be interesting because. Kelly was GM in Philly, not GM here. Uh, that's still the incorrigible Trent Balky, um, who yeah. appears to just be an absolute terrorist of a human being. Um, I feel like any org who would hire Chip Kelly would fit that description. You know what I mean? Nobody's sitting on top of that pile going, oh, yeah, that guy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're a monster. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think it probably comes down to quarterback. 
maybe offensive line. I mean, these guys, the 49ers have just changed so much over the past couple of years with retirements and everything. It, it's hard for me to peg exactly where. Also, it's Chip Kelly. Like, woo, wild card, Chip Kelly. So, all right, I'm going to say that they want a quarterback, but they uh, end up drafting Reggie Ragland as their quarterback. <laughs> which L- is a linebacker neat- from Alabama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to end up playing quarterback for them. Because <laughs> Chip Kelly, man. Chip, Chip Kelly. Kelly. Ragland to riches. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fire. Gotcha. Uh, all right. Closing in on the home stretch of the top 10 here. Number eight, Philadelphia Eagles spot formerly held by your boys, the Miami Fishmen. Fins to the left. Fins out of the top 10. <laughs> uh, in a trade for uh, uh, Byron Maxwell and Kiko Alonso. Yep. The Dolphins gave up the eighth spot, taking the, the Eagles 13th. So the Eagles... Man. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. Also, like, no. I think that's. I'll, a- I'll say as a Dolphins fan, like we need a lot of help. Like maybe those guys can help us. Well, and it's not even like you're giving up a pick. You swapped picks. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so we swapped five spots. Yeah. Um, they have different needs than we do, so we're not necessarily concerned. Like, yeah, if there was nobody you were gunning for. Yeah. Um. I th- I think the extra help like uh, losing Grimes hurts us so like getting Maxwell even though he's we're paying him a butt ton of money for how much he underperformed last year and Kiko is I mean before he got hurt he was an athletic freak so yep. I'd like to see what he can do absolutely so, I'm not mad at this uh, so Eagles now sitting at eight um, I've seen uh, Ezekiel Elliott get uh, yep. mocked to them a lot yep. Um, since they have parted ways with former Russian champ DeMarco Murray, who had a drop-off of about 1,000 yards <laughs> in between 2014 and 2015. Yeah, it was about a 1,000% drop-off. Yeah, it's just 100% no fire. Um, uh, in this day and age, though, for the NFL, that that's that's a little high for a running back. Yes, it is. That's actually very high for a running back. Absolutely it is, unless you think you're getting – the next Adrian Peterson. Yes. It's probably high. Uh, then again, I would say there's probably a really big drop-off between one and two in this draft running back-wise. Do you and think th- Derrick Henry is that bad? No, but I think Ezekiel Elliott's that good. Okay. Um, and then I think there's a massive drop-off between two and three. I don't I don't even know who the best third-best running back is in this draft. Jordan Howard out of Indiana. I, I believe you. I believe you. I, I don't know that. Um, I, I, Elliot and Henry are the only two that I know by name. Sure. And, and every yeah. and every everything and that Ezekiel I've seen. Ezekiel Elliott is an absolute monster. Everything I've seen puts them far and away in that order, Elliot and Henry. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Who's running the Eagles now? They got the former uh, Peterson from uh, the Chiefs. Yeah. Who was with the Eagles Oof. under – uh, Reed, right? I think he followed Reed uh, to Kansas to City, Kansas City yeah. and then came back. That makes some sense. I don't know. They should have just kept Andy Reed, personally, in uh, my opinion. Yeah. But, 
They trashed the stash and then chip <laughs> Kelly's ass. Hey, at least he gets fresh barbecue now. So that's Oh man, Casey barbecue's dope. <laughs> um yeah, I think I don't think it's a reach, but I think they go up and get I think they go up and get Ezekiel Elliott. Great Let's pedigree, kid can win. Yeah, book it. Book it. Bucket. Speaking of bucket, <laughs> buccaneers. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Nice. Hey, uh, this is my mom's favorite joke, and if she's listening, she'll love it. Where do you keep your buccaneers? Uh, where? Under your bucking hat. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Mama G. Uh, that ain't bad. That ain't bad. But I see where the ap- the tree the apple falls from is very apparent. Apparent. Um, um, <laughs> I know. As soon as I said that, I was like, damn. <laughs> that shit had layers. <laughs> it's like an onion over here. Uh, Buccaneers also set with their quarterback uh, after taking famous Jameis. Crab's, leg, crab's legs himself. Uh, who we have discussed very often when we uh, uh, used to do a live <laughs> stage show of, of this particular show. Um, uh, yeah, I, there needs cornerback, yep. offensive tackle. Protect Jameis. Uh, defensive end, safety. Uh, Jameis has said that he will take a pay cut if the team drafts Jalen Ramsey, his former college teammate. Wow. He wants – Really? Ramsey that bad. And obviously, I'm sure the team trusts Winston's judgment. Yeah, I mean, if you're going <laughs> to... <laughs> but I, if you're going to try to build a, a org around a Guy, QB... You might as well listen to him for what he wants on the other side of the ball. Totally. I mean... <laughs> yeah, no. I meant it in yeah, all... <laughs> the, no, shut up. You throw the football. Let... <laughs> Let someone else worry about the other half. Also, he's not going to be there at the at the ninth spot, so you're going to have to move up to get him. Yeah, oh, I absolutely yeah. agree. Well, I would love to see GM Jameis and GM Von Miller duke it out and see who can build the worst team. Sam Hinkie. <laughs> uh, yeah, if hey, if he won 10 games in the NFL, that'd be a huge deal. <laughs> um, That's really funny. You have my approval. That is very funny. Fucking TBS over here. (laughs) Tampa Bay Uh. sucking ears. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I think Uh. they're definitely going to probably pick an offensive tackle. Don't know if it'll be this early. Um, They will. I think I still have Hargraves open on my board. All right. Yeah, let's go there. Let's go. uh, Oh, wait. Nope. He's the he's the corner. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah, I was uh, like Conklin. Yeah, I think Conklin's who I have left. All right. Yeah, let's uh, let's book Conklin. Great, Jack Conklin. All right, you're welcome, Bucks. Get ready for warmer pastures, buddy. You <laughs> went from East Lansing to Tampa Bay. Break out that sunscreen and the swim trunks. Mm-hmm. Number 10. The New York Football Giants. I was about to say the New York Football Giants. I was also about to say the New York Football <laughs> Giants. <laughs> Let's all say it at once. The, the New, New York, York Football, Football Giants. Giants. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that we all knew exactly what tone we wanted to say yeah, that in. Yeah. Um, uh, I think linebackers, kind of their consensus need. Um, 
Offensive line seems to be a per- perennial need for them. Yeah. And one that they just refuse to take in the first couple rounds. Um, I feel like they, they – I feel like they're really good at taking skill position players in the sure. first couple rounds sure. and, may- and pass rushers. Sure. Um, or 98% of pass rushers. <laughs> um, yeah, nine-time world champion. <laughs> I think he's only got seven fingers. Well, how many rings does he have on those fingers? <laughs> One, two? I honestly don't know. Um. Yeah, they also added um, Oliver Vernon in the offseason. They did. He'll be great for him. Ugh, that, that one sucks to see leave also. I'm really upset about that. Sorry, Fishman. It's fine. Uh, I think Oliver and JPP on the other side, I think their line is fine. I just think they need someone to run some shit behind them a little bit. Uh, not necessarily uh, like tackle, but more lead uh, the field, like set spacing and everything. And uh, yeah, absolutely, I would agree with that. Jalen Smith out of Notre Dame. I feel like no, he's another guy coming off injury. Yeah. Well, I mean, like. It's him and Jack, right, as the two best, and we already have Jack picked up by the by the Buckos or by the Ravens. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I agree. I think that they are going to want a strong character guy, a strong leader on the backside. Maybe Carl Joseph from West Virginia. If Jalen Smith was healthy, he would he would absolutely be one of the top picks um, in this draft. But he's another guy that might be kind of a roll of the dice for when you're going to be able to get him back. But I think I, c- I could definitely see um, – no, I can't. I, 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 I don't see the Giants pulling the trigger on that. I feel like they usually yeah. play it safer. Um, so I don't think that they would take the risk on that guy. I think they would maybe, maybe in a later round, but I don't think, I don't think at 10, you don't think at 10, the ACL is going to be worth it. Yeah. Okay. Then who do they take? Um, I'll say Carl Joseph safety, West Virginia. Sure. Um, from, from what I read, he's a, he's a high character guy, uh, kind of a leader in the defensive backfield. Um, and I, I think that, um, that's something they could use. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. You can always trade or try and pick someone later. They have, I mean, picking 10, they'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, if Eli Manning decides to turn it on this year, they'll win the Super Bowl. So like, whatever. (laughs) All right, that was uh, that was a solid one through ten. <laughs> Ending with whatever. <laughs> well, it ended with the Giants, so it kind of had to end with yeah, whatever. <laughs> a, a very salient point. Uh, we got eleven through twenty coming up next week. Yeah, and then we'll just cram the other losers into one show. 
Yeah, the other losers who made the playoffs and then won the Super Bowl and everything. Haha, but because of the Patriots, there's only 11 picks in that last group and not 12. Oh, yeah, that's right. You cheating freak shows. <laughs> Why don't you draft all the other groups? Give them a chance to go see the world. Shift them to the open spaces. We can think of a hundred places. Let's send the platters away today. I'll never smile again. No, 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 no. Our new record's a bomb. Do, 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 do. Boy, this thing's a blowout, but let's sit down for some garbage time. All right, in lieu of garbage time this week, it is playoff hockey talk. We haven't talked too much during the season and wanted to spend some time here at the end getting out some thoughts on the playoffs and the cup winner. So first matchup in the East the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, I hate to say it as a Red Wings fan, but I feel like the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to pull it off. They're fifth best in goals against. Uh, they're seventh in penalties, and they score a lot of goals. Wings just haven't been putting it in this year. 23rd on goals, and Pavel Dotsuk has probably already checked out for the series. Yeah, I don't think Papadopoulos is really going to be able to do much for this whole thing. Um, I mean, when it comes down to Lightning versus Red Wings, if anything nature has taught me, it's that Lightning can strike stuff that flies. I'm going Lightning in five. All right, the Florida Panthers versus the New York Islanders. Panthers, Islanders. Uh, I got to go to Florida Panthers. They were first in the Atlantic Division this year. They were in top 10 for both goals scored and goals against. And the uh, Islanders were, you know, they were fine. Middle of the road. They're on that treadmill of mediocrity. I'm going Panthers in five. This one is a tough one for me because I really think it depends which Islanders show up. You know, are these the Islanders who um, are just, like, came from a crashed airplane and were, like, floating at sea for, like <laughs> – uh, in like a big raft for a little bit and they're dehydrated and their clothes are all tore up and they got beards and the Panthers are just waiting for them to come ashore so they can pounce them or are these like fifth generation Islanders people who have grown up on the island know how to make stone tools know the the layout of the island don't even have to wear shoes and have developed callus on their feet so like it's a real toss-up um, all things being equal I'd probably give it to the Islanders because men use tools and Panthers don't <laughs> Washington Capitals versus the Squeakers in Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, this one really is an easy one for me. I got to go Capitals in four. They were probably the best team. Ovechkin looked fantastic. They're top three in goals scored, goals against, fourth in penalty killing, fourth in scoring goals, and the Flyers just squeaked in in that second wild card. Caps in four. Totally. I mean, after being fourth in penalty killing, how can you – possibly not expect them to win i think i like the washington capitals <laughs> as well um because they have somebody on the inside of the flyers um the f that's a capital so like they'll beat them <laughs> from the inside out uh, and to round out the east the pittsburgh penguins versus the new york rangers 
This one actually, I think, could end up being a little bit tighter. Mm-hmm. They were second and third in their division. They were third and fourth in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Pittsburgh scores a ton of goals. Uh, New York's not bad at stopping them either. Sid the Kid, God, he crushed them earlier in the year in that overtime win. Uh, I think this one's going to go seven. And I kind of hate to say it, but I think Pittsburgh comes out on top. I have been watching a lot of Pittsburgh Penguins hockey, and I feel like no one in the NHL is playing like they're playing right now. When you compare the Penguins and the Rangers on paper, they look close, but the Penguins have been on fire. Uh, Kessel's been playing in the last few weeks in the way that they had hoped he would play all season. Uh, they lost Malkin, and uh, that that's definitely a huge blow, but overall, they're just... I, I less hesitantly say that I'm putting my money on the Penguins. Uh, I also think this one will be a close one for a lot of the reasons you guys said, but also f- for <laughs> on, on paper, you would think that a park ranger could beat a Penguin, but the, I recently watched a Penguins game. Um, I think it was a 1992 game where for the coach <laughs> um, Oswald Cobblepot where the Penguins had, like, missiles on their back and everything, and they've proven when they organize and get <laughs> get serious about it, they can really take someone to, to task. So, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say, uh, I'm gonna say uh, Penguins and five. <laughs> Got it. I, I, I get it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's hockey. We all get it. All right, let's head over to the West. Uh, the Dallas Stars versus the Minnesota Wild. So here's one. The Dallas the Dallas St- Stars score a ton of goals. They were first at like three and a quarter per game. Uh, they were first in their division. It's the one versus eight. <laughs> Sorry, Dallas and five. Gonna have them seeing stars. <laughs> this isn't a time for jokes, Mary Beth. We're talking about playoff hockey. Um, so like, stars are cool, but they're shiny. But like, <laughs> what do they do? Nothing, except the sun. The sun is also a star, but the sun is in Phoenix, and these are in Dallas. The Minnesota Wild <laughs> is everything that's not in a city, which technically includes stars. This one's a wash. Nobody wins. <laughs> Everything the light touches. Yes, is yours. But we don't go there. There's the <laughs> elephant graveyard. That's in the wild. The stars are in the wild. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go wild. You you gotta put down that Josh Gordon football, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's the stickiest of the icky. St. Louis Blues versus our Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. I wish they weren't mine. Do you have to say that about a place you're from? No. Our. Okay. Who? Who's your hockey team? Do you root for oh, a hockey team? My fingies are crossed for the pingies. Your fingies for the pingies? I, my fingies for pingies. I just don't appreciate a team that harbors a rapist. Uh. <laughs> what about who's, several? Who's your football team? 
I don't really have an NFL football team. Mm. I used to root for the Bears, but like, who cares anymore? <laughs> <laughs> no one does because it's Black gonna... Ops hockey time. Were you yes. looking for me to say Steelers? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Thanks. Uh, that's very, very fair. I'm going to say that. Her boyfriend. She has her own independent thoughts. I'm aware. I like pulling for the Penguins more than I like pulling for the Steelers. <laughs> I like I you know Me too. I, it's really fun to watch hockey cuz I haven't really done that much, but like NFL football still makes me so like weird and conflicted and a lot of that is because of guys like Roethlisberger. <laughs> super fair. Super yeah. duper fair. Uh Blues versus Blackhawks. Julio, I'll let you have this one first. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, man. Um I like I like the Hawks in this one. I mm-hmm. know that technically the Blues finished with a better record and they were ahead in the division and everything, but Hawks scored more goals. Blues defended a little bit better, but like I got to watch them play a little bit as I work at one of Chicago's premier Chicago Blackhawks bars, Kaiser Tiger. Come check us out at 1415 West Randolph with free shuttle rides to the stadium every 45, half hour, and 15 before the puck drop. So I got to watch a decent amount of Blackhawks <laughs> games. And uh, I think they're clicking well together now. They had some injuries a little bit, but they're getting over it now. And I like them. I like Hawks in six. Um, I also agree that the Blackhawks are going to take the Blues. Blackhawks, Blues. Do you know what happens when you mix black and blue? It's just like a really, really, really dark blue. It's pretty close to black. Blackhawks in five. I was going to say you get bruises. Yeah. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> Losers get bruises. That's much better. <laughs> the Anaheim Donald Ducks versus the Nashville <laughs> Predators. Here's what I like. The Ducks. First in the Pacific, they were second in the division. The Predators are coming in in that seventh spot in the West. Uh, Ducks put up the best defense, best at killing penalties, best at scoring on penalties. Uh, I think they're going to be able to play well. I don't care that Nashville beat them twice this year to their once. Uh, I still like the Ducks in playoff hockey. So I'm going to say Ducks in six. Disagree, Hooli. Oh? Ducks are herbivores and prey. Nashville are predators. They gonna eat this goose, liver, and owl. (laughs) Nom, 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 nom. Go Preds. Preds in two. Two? They're gonna win the series in two games? They will devour (laughs) the Ducks. Uh, All right. One last matchup. Mm -hmm. The LA Kings versus the San Jose Sharks. First of all, let me start by saying I fucking hate the Kings. I just hate the Kings. I want San Jose to win. I don't think they will win. I think it's going to be the Kings. They beat them thrice this year already. 
they have more playoff experience than the San Jose team. Ugh, Kings in four. Yep. And I'm not happy about it. Yeah, I think I think this one is going to be another toss-up. I mean, where is the game being played? Is it on land in the King's Kingdom? <laughs> um, you know, is it in his moat? Is that where the sharks are? Or is, like, the king in, like, the ocean where the sharks go? So, I mean, home field advantage is going to go a long way. I think the kings are going to definitely have an advantage of having a whole kingdom at their disposal. They can, they have generals and uh, armies sure. and everything. So they can they can just throw wave after wave of soldiers at the sharks. Um, but, you know, sharks are one of nature's greatest killing machines. Um, I'm going to go sharks. Ooh. I'm going to go sharks in dun, dun, four. <laughs> cool oh and uh okay so we know who's leaving the first round we'll assume that a bunch of machinations happen between there and the final match uh matchup of the stanley cup finals so who are those teams and who do you guys like to win it all i mean lightning strikes panthers um, Penguins have a capital P, Capitals win. Um, the um, Blackhawks tame the Wild. Sharks are predators. Sharks eat Blackhawks. Lightning strikes Capitals. Lightning strikes Sharks. Lightning take it over Sharks in six. Uh, I'm going to say the Capitals, the best team in hockey this year, arguably, makes it to the finals against Dallas, and I think the Caps do it, and Ovechkin gets his Stanley Cup. Two Capitals and Stanley Cup. All right, I think that's all we've got for you guys. Some uh, wrapping up of hockey, ramping up into football. What what more could you want? Some fun baseball stories. We really brought it today. That's what I'm saying. Very comprehensive. I brought White Castles to eat. (laughs) Yum. Not just White Castles. (laughs) The frozen ones that you heat up in the microwave. That is an important distinction when we're already talking about food that is a low bar. (laughs) Speaking of low bars, find us on Facebook at Sports Retorts with Hooli and the Joe. (laughs) At Hooli and the Joe. All spelled out. On Twitter. On Twitter. We ain't on LinkedIn yet. Still no Instagram. Who wants on this show? Make us an Instagram. (laughs) Slacking fan. And then give us the password. (laughs) Or just always post stuff for us. This is just, this is a test. If anybody is out there, please let us know. We've been trapped in the studio since January 4th. Please let us know our message is getting out there. That's it. That's the end. Of, that's the end of the starting lineup. Let's take a break and get into the walkouts. <laughs>
Yeah, we're. This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.